This is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> so this is episode seven? That sounds right. Because we had two parts for episode six. Yeah, okay. I think that's right. So this is episode seven of My Asshole Brain. Um, and this one is going to focus on phobias. And to help us discuss those, we have a guest, Ann Warren, <laughs> who's uh, someone that I've known, that we've both known for quite some time, but I think I've known you for like 20 years almost now, when our kids were yeah. toddlers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the topic of discussion is phobias. Yes, not how long I've known you. But we have known right. each other for a while, and we're going to talk about phobias with you in particular, because you've got <laughs> a lot of a them. Few, a few. Just a handful. Just, Just a, a few. few. Nothing, nothing major. That I can leave the house is a pretty good thing. So you don't have agoraphobia? Not yet. Uh, phobia, that's what you have Not yet, but it is getting worse, so. Hey, that you could work up to it. I, you could add that to I your list. I feel like the older I get, the more things are getting worse. Like, Sean's got the opposite effect. Like, he's getting much, like, more laid back and relaxed about things, uh-huh. and uh, the total opposite is happening for me. So you're ramping him up. So you're I'm becoming worse. an expert like, I'm getting at, way worse than, yeah. When, well, my, when my anxiety was really bad, they actually diagnosed me with agoraphobia briefly because yeah. I, my anxiety had gotten so bad that leaving or interacting with people was like, no, yeah, it's not happening. Well, the, the official definition, if we're going to get the, the science out of the way first, is an extreme and irrational fear or aversion. And I think everybody knows what that is. So it's beyond just being kind of bothered by something or having something make you nervous. It's, it's much more heightened than that. And a lot of times as the definition states, it's irrational. So you don't all, you can be afraid of things and not know why, but a lot of phobias are based on experiences. Traumatic experiences can cause phobia. You can be taught phobias. If you are raised with someone who's afraid of something, you can end up learning that same fear. Sometimes people believe that certain ones are kind of evolutionary or instinctual like fear of snakes for instance because a lot of snakes are venomous so they could kill you so being afraid of something that could kill you it makes sense so a lot of them are rooted in in a place where even if you're not likely to come across a venomous snake that's going to kill you it makes sense that you might still have kind of an instinctual fear of or aversion to that type of thing so there's a lot of different reasons why people have the phobias that they do and the way it shows up in the brain, and we've talked about fear before, so I'm not gonna get into a lot of details about fear since we already went into so much detail about that. But it all has to do with the amygdala, which kind of controls emotion. And that part of your brain tends to light up quite a bit when you're afraid, and especially when you're suffering from a phobia, which is also the, it's considered an anxiety disorder, and it's the most common form of anxiety or disorder that we have. Which I was surprised when I was reading about it that that was the case. Cause yeah. I just, especially, I think, for myself, since I don't really have any phobias, that surprised me, but then thinking about it as a anxiety issue, that made sense. And I, Well, I thought, I would have assumed that like generalized anxiety disorder would be more common because I know so many people who are just kind of anxious about everything. And so to hear that 
that they're con that phobias are considered more common that surprised me so they're but that also maybe that a lot of people have phobias but it doesn't affect them to the degree that they can't function right so I would say at one point I did have a phobia of spiders but I had to kind of get over that because when I was the only parent around with kids and there was a spider and they wanted nothing to do with it but they needed it gone I had no choice but to suck it up and deal with deal with the spider so while I don't want to touch them like I don't want one for right. a pet if I have to move one, I can. See, I'm not there yet. I can't do that because I have a spider catcher in my house, so it yeah. hasn't become like a necessity. Yeah. And most of my anxiety actually is very phobia-driven. Like, I don't have a lot of anxiety in general just about, like, like, Sean has anxiety about, like, specific scenarios or situations yeah. or, like, how he's going to come across or things like that. Like, I don't have anxieties on that level. But if anybody mentions, like, hey, we're throwing this party, one of the first things that pops up in my head is, like, Are there balloons? <laughs> are there balloons in my party? <laughs> I knew those. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't go to Kroger because of it. Like, I, I don't go to Kroger because they give balloons out to the kids there. And I can't be in a Kroger. So, yeah, I just can't be in a Kroger. So. so, one of the ways of getting over phobias is through exposure. Yeah, nope. How pissed would you be if, like, I opened that closet over there? <laughs> I would leave. Like, I would have gotten up and left the people... And it is. It's such a ridiculous one. Like, that's the biggest one, obviously, for yeah. me. But, like, and it's such a ridiculous one, and people joke about it. And it is. Like, I get it. It's really funny. But, like, they they don't get, like, it's not a, oh, I'm going to, like, act ridiculous. And, it, like, no, I'll just leave. Like, it's very yeah. it's very anticlimactic for people. It's not because, entertaining. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> freak out. There's nothing funny about right. this. Like, I'm just leaving. Like, I don't freak out. I, I would just leave. Yeah. Like, in my old job they would joke about like they're going to fill my office with balloons or whatever and I'd say okay first of all I would see it before I ever got into my office because there's a window and then I would just leave like nothing would happen I leave like, I yeah just, I remove myself from right. the situation and like I don't like balloons because I don't like it when they pop yeah I've gotten as I've gotten older the popping thing bothers yeah. me immensely but I don't see a balloon and immediately go like nope I yeah, just thank god I, I hope nobody pops yeah. that when I'm around like there's certain restaurants I don't go to because I know like they're typically they're family-oriented restaurants yeah. that have balloons I just don't go in them because like I know there's gonna be balloons so like there. I know you don't like horror movies anyway but like yeah it, it, a, it would be a problem for you since it focuses really so much around a balloon but it's the on them but it's in yeah. the name does it bother you if it's on the I movie can't, though? I can't see it on television nothing like whenever there is a balloon I immediately cover my ears. So when I dressed up as Georgie for Halloween and I posted that picture, the scariest part for you is the balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it, was a, it was an oversized like it was a balloon. Big, giant balloon. And yeah, so, and that was like, so when Sean and I were dating and I was still trying to contain my crazy so he wouldn't like run off, uh, Valentine's Day, it was like our first Valentine's Day, and he showed up at my house with the biggest fucking balloon I've ever seen in my life and it was like a miniaturized hot air balloon and it had a basket Aww, and in so the basket cute. was like a teddy bear like it was really cute except the balloon I swear to god was as wide as like the fucking front door and he shows up with it <laughs> And it's got the little net over it and stuff, you know, because it's a hot air balloon. Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. And he's like, I don't know, And I was like, you know, it's not going to fit in the front door. Why don't you go around to the back? I'll open up the back door because we had French doors in the back. And, like, you can just bring it up to my room. And he was like, okay. And he goes around the back so that I could come out through the front. <laughs> and, like, I waited for him to go and put it up in my room and put it, like, on my dresser. And then he came back downstairs and he was looking for me because I was literally outside. <laughs> and he, he's like, hey, what are you doing out here? I was like, oh, I was just waiting for you. Like, 
you know, let's go somewhere. And did you just never go back into your and bedroom? I just, or like, the weird thing they is, like... They burned the house down. <laughs> like, we so can't come back here every day. So the balloon, because it was in my room and I had control over its movement, which meant it didn't move, mm-hmm. it just sat there. And it was contained within a And it was net. contained within a thing. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and none of the little kids in our house were allowed in my room. Like, I would lock my door kind of thing. So I knew nobody was going to get in and, like, fuck with it. So it was okay, and it just stayed there until eventually it deflated, and then I was like, thank God. <laughs> it's collapsed It's gone now. But yeah, so, and when the kids were little, and they would go to parties and stuff, and they would come running out with a balloon, I was, I was able to hold it, like I would drive with one hand and hold the balloon in the other hand, and then the kids knew that balloons were quote unquote basement toys. <laughs> so they were allowed to take the balloon inside and they had to take it directly downstairs into the basement and that's where it stayed. Like it never was up on the main floor. They could play with the balloon in the basement. The door had to be shut, of course, and then that was fine. But that's still impressive though that you were able to even like do that. Whereas, yeah, but that's really more out of the love of my kids than anything else. Well, and that's like, what I'm saying, because I feel like there are people that would have been like, Nope, fuck your balloon yeah. and would have been <laughs> yeah. like you just don't bring those into our house. Yeah. Ever. But weirdly, like most, but it was only like once or twice where that happened. And I think that's the other thing too is it wasn't often. Right. Like most of the birthday parties, I can't think of a single birthday through, party I ever went to where yeah. somebody was like, "Here, have a balloon." Exactly. So most of them they didn't have balloons, so it wasn't like a big yeah. deal. So it was okay. Well, when I, I when you started talking about that, I wanted to look up the name for it. Mm-hmm. I was because we we were talking before we started this that there's a website called the Phobia List that has a list of hundreds of different types of phobias and some of them are strange and we'll probably talk about some of them and go through the list because some of them are sort of hilarious so i pulled it up not if you have the phobia uh, of course it's not i'm sure uh, from an outsider perspective it's hilarious uh, but for the person suffering from it it's not funny at all so it's actually called globophobia oh, okay. and the fear of the sound produced when the balloon yes. pops is phonophobia i have that one too okay separately because i don't like fireworks Yes. I don't like to open up the little biscuit container thing because it might make a popping noise. I don't like those little snap things that people see. Like, I don't like those. I don't like any, any, I don't like any of it. Well, what what was also funny is when I pulled this up and I'm looking at the page because, you know, they have on Google different Mm -hmm. questions. So they have... Well, first of all, somebody said it was the silliest or most irrational. I don't know that that's fair. However, underneath... It's got to be up there. It has a list of questions. What is the meaning of? Why do balloons pop so loud? And then the next one is, what is the fear of bananas called? Well, and what then, is it called? And then it goes back to the fear of loud noises, fear of balloons. And I'm like, what? Bananas? What do bananas have to do? I was... So actually, the banana phobia, I think, is just what it's called. I don't think banana it has a more. I think so. That's I don't. awesome. And I, I knew a student who had that. Wow. She insisted she was terrified of bananas. She said, I can't stand the smell of them. If people have them out on the desk, I get really weirded out. She's like, I have to leave the room. I have a friend so who strange. is like that with oranges to the point where the smell of them will make her vomit. Like, she literally can't, she can't look at them. She can't see them. She so it's not them. an allergy. It's a it's, fear? It's a total. She just cannot. I don't know if she would. Was her family I, murdered by I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, she used yeah. to get beaten with oranges. Right. In a I don't know if she would classify it as a bag. But she absolutely cannot. 
like we shared an office and that was like the first thing she said was like just fyi i know this is really weird but you can't have anything that has anything to do with oranges and i was like what do you mean (laughs) she said like you can't bring them in i can't smell them i can't see the side of them i can't like don't bring lysol wipes that are orange scented i can't handle anything like like that if you had a shirt with an orange on it well i didn't get that (laughs) i didn't get that but like it was very clearly like and i was like and she's like you know it's really weird i was like no no, no, it's fine that's way more rational than what i'm gonna tell you let me tell you about what i'm afraid of yeah hi my name is ann you couldn't have possibly gotten a better cube mate because Yeah, exactly. My list is long. It's it's very long. So what's interesting about this when I was also looking at it because I'm always interested to know how the brains connect to why why we have the emotions we do and it all begins in the mm-hmm. brain and our brain's reaction to it. It's as mentioned before that it's connected to the amygdala, is the one that kind of controls these fear reactions. Apparently, it's a very specific part of your your amygdala in your brain, and if it gets damaged, it can make it so that you can't develop new fears. Now, you don't necessarily get rid of the old ones. Maybe I should damage it because I feel like I'm getting more <laughs> right. as I get older. If you could somehow just, like, get a head injury in just the right spot, yeah. maybe you could keep yourself from developing. Because I've had a couple head injuries. Do you, you have any eyes winks? <laughs> we'll just try it out. I was say, we can, we can probably do something. See what happens. We'll start our new business. You yeah. want fears to get rid of? Don't want any more? There you I go. worked at a dentist office for two weeks, and um, it, it was because they had a a helium thing and they would give the kids balloons when they left and I found out my job was going to be having to blow them up and give them balloons and the office manager when I told her I said I'm sorry I can't do that she said do you have a latex allergy and I should have said yes (laughs) yes I do (laughs) yes I do (laughs) Um, but I didn't and I said no I just really I can't I can't be around balloons. And for whatever reason, it hadn't come up. I had been there for two weeks and it hadn't come up yet. And basically, I just quit on the spot because she was like, well, that's the job. So either deal with it or you can leave. And I was what like, what a strange job right? position in a dentist's office. Like it was it was part of the job. And she's like, that's part of the job. And you can't just not do it. So it was basically a make or break for them. And I was like, all right, later. It's not like it's clown college, right? right? Like, like it was so weird. Like animals right? It was so <laughs> weird. But I basically just walked out. I was like, all right, okay. why do I? come back and pick up my check for the week and a half that I was here. Did they give it to you in a balloon? Right. <laughs> I mean, and I almost made Sean go inside and get it. Like, I almost made Sean go into the office and pick up my They check. just cashed it and changed it. Right. And they just put it. it all inside a balloon. You had to pop the balloon to get your money. Like, I would have been like, you. okay, I don't need it. Like, I'm good without my 50 bucks. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely... The number one worst one. Well, I think the most common, and so Stephanie, you pulled up, you found some statistics. So 10% of people in the U.S. have specific phobias, 7% have social, and one have agoraphobia. And agoraphobia and something else I looked up was one of the most common, along with um, fear of heights, which makes sense. And I always joke, I'm not afraid of heights, I'm afraid of falling from them. Right. I used to hang right. out on the roof of our house when I was a kid. I actually liked climbing trees as high as I could go. I didn't mm-hmm. mind climbing around the roof. That didn't bother me. But if it was in a situation where I felt like I don't like going up in tall buildings and pressing against the window, you know, some people oh, look out the window. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't I don't need yeah. to do that. But I'll crawl around on a roof and I'm perfectly fine. I get dizzy in certain, like, and I remember the first time I ever noticed it in high school when we used to go to football games mm-hmm. and, like, when, you know, we would always go to the very, very back of the bleachers. And I realized then, like, I get dizzy going upstairs mm-hmm. as I get higher. And that's, like, the one place that 
height bothers me is in like football stands. I don't like the steepness of them. A lot of times I had gone to see when I was pregnant with my first and I think I was eight months pregnant. And so you're pretty front heavy at that point. And I went to a baseball game with my ex-husband and then a couple friends of ours. And we were, uh, we had started at the, the top tier and then walking down to our steps rather than up. And I, they were so steep that I was so afraid that my big pregnant belly was going to make me pitch forward and fall down those stairs. And that made me nervous. I even have nightmares where I'm climbing stairs that have the gaps between them. They have no back. And they're also usually, they're stairs that are like built into a wall, but there's no railing on one side. Mm -hmm. And so you're going higher and higher and you can fall off the side or you could even slip down in between. And so those, so in certain circumstances, heights doesn't bother me. Climbing a tree doesn't scare me, but the idea of climbing up very tall, unstable stairs makes yeah, me Yeah, I have issues with stairs. Like, I won't use a staircase if there's no handle, if there's no railing. It doesn't matter how wide, how low. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to have a railing, and I have to use that railing because I'm terrified I'm going to just fall down the steps. Probably because I've fallen down the steps. <laughs> I was gonna say I've multiple times and fallen up and steps up. multiple times. Oh, I like that, to fall like, up steps a lot. Um, but yeah, I can't like the stairs in our house right now because the house is so old. Like it's an old Victorian house. They're pretty narrow and they're pretty steep, mm-hmm. but it has a railing, so I'm okay with it. Now the stairs that go into our cellar, nope, they're open ended. That's my other thing because open-ended but that I also know why I don't like that and that's because of my evil sister but I'll get to that later um but they're open-ended and they're super narrow and Mm -hmm. steep and then there's like part of the wall that comes down the ceiling comes down though so I'm gonna hit my head on top of break my leg and kill myself (laughs) that's how my old basement stairs were and I thought that every time I go down I'm like I'm going to slip in just the right way, but yeah. I'm also going to smack my head on this. And then, this yeah, and there's a crawl space in there as well. So mm. basically, that cellar is pretty much just a murder waiting to happen. And I know that I'll get murdered if I go down there, so I don't. I did just realize while discussing stairs that I do have the only thing I have that could be even remotely close to a phobia. I hate escalators. Yeah, I'm not a fan of they those They freak either. me the fuck out. Well, and I I've think seen it's be- really terrifying pictures of things people getting caught and stuff. Well, and so I saw a movie when I was a kid and like these girls were in a mall and one of them bent down because she dropped her lipstick and her necklace got caught in it and it tore her whole face off. Yeah. So See, now, I think I, that's where it comes from but like I can yeah. get I can get on them but it's one of those things like I have to like stop and like wait for like two more of them to go by and make sure I step because yeah. my other fear is I'm going to step on it just as mm-hmm. the stair splits. And then pitch yeah, down. Yeah, I have to wait until I step on, like, the whole stair yeah, of the escalator. I and I tend and to walk up or down a good chunk of them. I have so to I st- hold on, on to the railing. And now, if given a choice between an escalator or an elevator, I would choose an escalator because I, I don't like elevators more. Is that I a claustrophobia like, thing? Or it's is a it little bit of a claustrophobia thing and a little bit of, oh, the cable's going to snap and I'm going to go crashing to my death. Like I just See, and I like elevators snap. because I've never been trapped inside one and oh, I feel like that's yeah. a thing I would like to. Oh, I, I got I've trapped never in trapped right in, uh-uh. See, I I'm, don't think I would like it when it actually happened, I've never but I would been like trapped in it. one, but the idea that I could and that I'm pretty convinced that there's no way they really know how much weight can be on that elevator to know that that's how much weight it can handle before the cable snaps. I don't trust it. <laughs> and I feel like when there's 
really crowded elevators, we are definitely hitting that weight capacity. And I am not getting on it because when that cable snaps, I don't want to go crash in my death and then be crushed on top of like underneath 20 other people. Well, hopefully it's, you would just die instantly so you wouldn't I notice probably that would, you would but be crushed. Yeah, probably I'm if you were high enough up, like the speed at which you would plummet would Maybe. probably cause I don't know, kind of but I just can't. I can't. Yeah. I well, the worst ones are uh, in, there's been a couple movies where people were in an elevator where it was stuck halfway and they were trying to climb out and then oh, the elevator starts uh, off. It happened in the first Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil and, and the yeah. chick gets her head. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't. That's, yeah. that's, that's basically my nightmare. Yeah. That's pretty much why I don't, I don't like elevators. <laughs> See, I like elevators because like I've okay. seen Silence of the Lambs and okay. I like the idea of I dead people being on top of the escalators. You you like that idea. Yeah, I can't. It's entertaining. Can't well, you know, there's a... New How many times have you been in an elevator and somebody dead has fallen through the ceiling? Not once. How awesome would it be if it happened? Uh, uh, not, not awesome. at all. <laughs> not awesome no. even in the little... We apparently all awesome. have different ideas nope. of what's awesome. Although I am a huge fan of that film. <laughs> I think it's almost... I had to answer a questionnaire recently about different things I like and stuff. And it asked me to pick my favorite movie. I'm like, that's like asking me to choose my favorite kid. That's right. almost impossible. Yeah. Same thing with favorite so songs. It's really easy. Plus, you also have to do it with different genres. Like, you just right. can't... But anyway, I said, I, I, it's too hard to pick just one. But I do think that Silence of the Lambs is a nearly perfect movie. But I think part of the reason I feel that way is because they did such a good job of sticking to the book. And that's yeah. so rare that they do yeah, that. I think that's really why did. I like it. Yeah. But it is very fucked up and there's some pretty disturbing things that happen in it. But yeah. it's, I mean, I, I like it. So the, uh, I'm going to keep looking up the fear of things as you guys are telling me what they are. We're gonna, I'm going to look up the names of them. So the fear of stairs is bathmophobia. And what I love is they have a picture to the right here where you see somebody walking down like a set of cellar stairs. Oh, I don't open. like that at all. <laughs> and there's like a creepy that face. That is not okay. <laughs> poking in between the stairs. You know just That's waiting. what my sister used to do yeah. to me. She would, because she would our steps to our basements Ooh. were open like that. And they didn't have a railing. And um, she would hide out underneath the basement steps because that's where our furnace was. And she would grab my ankle. Which one, super dangerous. I was going to say, I'm just like the parent Just grabbing my like, ankle, oh, right? Like, like she would grab my ankle so that I would scream. And I have fallen multiple times as a result of that onto a concrete floor. Ugh. But I was young. So, you know, basically made out of rubber. And I guess it was okay. But so I know why I don't like stairs. And I know why I don't like railingless stairs. Because my house growing up didn't have either of those things. And... My dad had... I would just fall. He didn't have an experience, but a person he worked with did. He he sold insurance briefly for a while back when I was in elementary school. And they had gone to some woman's house, I think, to settle a claim or to check something out. And he was there with a co-worker of his. So they had both gone. And I think that he said that she had one of those where the floor... It, the, the You have to pull up the panel and go down the steps, kind yeah. of like in the Evil Dead yeah. cabin. Yeah. And that... Nope. Uh, his co-worker is the one who went downstairs to check it out and he said that the dog was hanging out the top of the steps may have been barking or growling i don't remember what he said that if the dog wasn't going to go down he wasn't going to go down he that's said reasonable. i took that as a sign that yeah, I, that's reasonable. i'm not going to go down there but his friend had to go down because i think that he was checking out the claim because it might have been for like a hot water heater or something mm -hmm. or a furnace that was of course in this down cellar there, yeah. and while he was coming up the steps he tripped my dad's mm -hmm. co-worker and insisted that it felt like someone grabbed him and that's why he fell the next day he had what looked to be a hand-shaped bruise nope. on one of his legs yeah. 
Nope. 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 Jesse and me looked at a house when we were looking to like switch houses, and one of the ones we looked at it was really neat, but it had like a big like, yeah, cellar be... door that you lifted up, and that was how you had to go downstairs to the laundry. Nope. One hundred percent no. Super st- like it Can was. You, it was very. Hard it no. was very well lit. Like, like nothing I'm about getting it. anxious just like that. <laughs> Well, that's bothering me. And mine's your adrenaline kicking in, Anne. My issue with it was because it was very well lit. Like, nothing about it was like, oh, that looks like, you know, like a murder dungeon. But it was the steps. They were super, like, steep. And there was kind of a large step down to the first one. And I'm like, I'm not going up and down those stairs with, like, baskets of laundry. laundry, And I was like, and Jesse was like, I think it's neat. And I was like. No! I'm like breaking out this sweat. Okay, well like, then you can transport uh, the laundry up yeah, and down. You can do all my nope. laundry then. Like, nope. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Crawl spaces, that's another one. That's a that's a hard pass. Like, I can't be We had them, a crawl space in our old house. I was I can't. fine unless I had to go really far because it ran like the whole length of our basement. So, I mean, nope. it no, 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 no. was deep. And I could go in like a couple of feet, but the few times that I had to get in there to, and go like midway in, mm. by the time I got out, I was like crawling on hands and knees and would come out and just sit on the floor and go like, oh God, for like 10 minutes straight. I've heard of too that. many stories, fictional and non-fictional, where dead things have been found in crawl spaces mm-hmm. that I wouldn't want to... I think, like, mice are what we found. So, I mean, you know, nothing other than, like, what you find in, like, garages and basements anyway. But it was still just kind of... When I was little, we had a crawl space in the same creepy basement where our laundry also was. And I I couldn't have been more than, like, nine or ten. And I had this really vivid, really vivid dream. First of all, it was weird because the crawl space was, like, it was too high to get to. So I didn't understand what its purpose was because it was too high to get to. Like, you needed a ladder to get to it, and it had a door. So it had, like, a little door that you had to open to get in there, and you also needed a ladder to get into it. So I didn't understand that. And I had this really, really vivid dream where my mom, like, made me go in there because I had to go get something or do something. And I opened it up, and there was, like, three dead decomposing bodies in it. And um, one of them moved, like kind of popped up. And I mean, I was nine. I mean, Uh I was young. So real, like I could feel the dirt. I could smell the smell. Like it was so real. So maybe it wasn't a dream. Yeah. One, that's actually (laughs) a concern of mine. And like ever since then, I can't go underneath like porches, like anything where there's I also am afraid of the dark, too. So that's the other one. Like I can't be in anything that's dark like I, I can't do it i went through a period of time where i could only sleep if everything was pitch black i the the clock i had a, a humidifier and it the it had a little green light on it and i had to put duct tape over it for whatever reason there was a brief period of time where if there was any light on in a room where i was i could not yeah. sleep so I'm i would opposite. have to have i can't give I a night to. light we don't have a nightlight in our room, but that's only because, like, we have um, the windows where we have, and our street has street lamps, uh-huh. and there's the a street lamp basically, forever. like, right across the one window, so there's enough light in the room that whenever I wake up, it's never completely dark. Like, mm-hmm. I can still see. And all of our bathrooms have windows in them, and same thing, they're all, like, weirdly light-facing, mm-hmm. so typically, which is weird because I'm afraid of the dark, but in the morning, unless I'm washing my hair, I like to shower with the lights off 
it's sort of like a weird sensory deprivation thing, but not because I can still sort of see. So it's not pitch black. Like as long as I can see like my hands or as long as I can make out objects and things like I'm okay with it. But if it's like pitch black, no, I can't, I can't. I'm in trouble when it's pitch black if it's like I'm walking from my bedroom to like the kitchen. Now we have nightlights in the hallway. That unsettles me. But other than that, I and I won't walk into a dark room. Like I immediately put my hand in and turn on the light. I won't walk into a dark room, ever. Kitchen, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It I doesn't do it. bother me so much, but there are certainly times when, thanks to years and years and years of reading horror films, that yeah. I've got this little fucker in my head who's like, hey, Amanda, remember that one book you read when there was this terrible thing in the dark? And I'll mm-hmm. start remembering different creatures or scenarios mm-hmm. that happened in stuff I've read, and then I'll start getting the prickles. And that usually only happens in the middle of the night, though, if I wake up to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or something, and then I'll like, all right, I have to turn on the light because mm-hmm. I've given myself the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. But there are other times it doesn't bother me at all. It just depends on whether that little voice in my head yeah. decides to be a dick yeah. or just stay silent. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, sure part of my issue with the dark is because of just that, too. Like, I was reading Stephen King way before I should have been allowed to read it, mm-hmm. but my mom was one of the those like any kind of reading is good so we were always encouraged to read and she really didn't care what it was yeah um so i'm sure a lot of it is like i just was reading like i was reading edgar Allan poe and Mm -hmm. stephen king like i was reading things that i should not have been reading young so i'm sure that's part of it but like i i can't I cannot be in a dark room. <laughs> like, if the power were to go out right now, I would be like, oh my god, somebody thinks this right now. <laughs> like, the good news is yeah. that my laptop would stay on. So well, there at least you go. I would have the glow right. of my laptop. Yeah, but then I, I, I would have really to tired. let the balloons out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the lights came on, I would be like fetal under the bed. Like, somebody kill me now. Well, I hope like, there's I no just... spiders under there because that might be yeah. problematic. So, oh, nyctophobia is what they call the, the fear of uh, the dark. The dark. Oh. Nyctophobia. So, I have that one. Yeah, you got that one too. Should I've we start just making a list? I'm going to say, let's just make a list. <laughs> and escalophobia was the fear yes. of um, escalators. I was hoping that would be something more interesting. Some of them so are boring. really obvious, like banana phobia, but then there's right. others like the nighttime nyctophobia that are yeah. a little more. Or like the one earlier, like the dinophobia or dinophobia, uh-huh. that is fear of dizziness or whirlpools. Yeah. Which I also, yeah. But it's not a fear like I can't function like it is with the balloons and yeah. the dark and other things. Like there are definitely ones where like I, I cannot function. Yeah. And see, that's my thing. Like when we were getting ready to do this, I kept thinking about it. And I even actually went through that phobia list website. Like, does that make yeah. me like there really is nothing that I can think of. Hope Maybe it's just because I have not or because I've never right. come across it and I never will. There is nothing that actually makes me like non-functional that's now i am relatively non-functional if i'm in nature like i know i always talk about like how i don't like nature but it it really like i uh i don't want to be out in it (laughs) not for long so camping's not camping i went camping once i've been camping twice no three times once when sean and i were dating again early in our dating so I was trying to, like, yeah. you know, trying be cool. Trying to maintain cool. and, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, normal. I like I'm things. totally fine. I'm totally yeah. fine. It's super dark out here, but sure, I'm totally fine. I uh, can't see the bugs I that might be outside. I can't see anything. This is awesome. in the middle of the woods, and oh my fucking God, I'm going to die. But sure, this is great. It's super fun. 
So I went camping like that once, and then with Katie's Girl Scout troop, when we had to do real camping, because you hit a certain point in Girl Scouts, and they don't let you use, like, the cabins and, like, the little bunks anymore. You have to actually camp. Ah, that's bullshit. That was one. <laughs> we tried that I one year and like discovered that, that nobody that was running our troop knew how to start a fire. Oh, good. And it was very cold. Yeah. So that yeah. camping trip actually ended early yeah. because we almost froze to death. Yeah. Um, I did at Girl Scouts when I was in Girl Scouts and I was pretty young, probably 11. We did a camping trip and I actually peed my pants in the tent because I had to pee and it meant walking through the woods to the latrine at night when it was dark and I was just like nope and, and you're not a it. fan of uh, and I'm not I can't public bathrooms, public bathrooms and especially much less than, uh, latrine it was just not no yeah so I just peed in my pants in the tent like well well I guess this is happening like and I remember making that very conscious decision of (laughs) well you can go and pee like a normal human being and then I remember thinking like well it's dark and it's the woods and and I'm by myself and it's a latrine so nope gotta pee my pants and I just I actually don't think that's unreasonable at all. I just because I think I, I would make that decision in the as tent. An adult. Like, yeah, just I just peed in the tent. I'm like, okay, because porta <laughs> well, I guess that's that. Yeah, and then when we did camping with Katie, I dehydrated myself that weekend because I wasn't going to use the latrine. So I drank one, like one of those one bottle of I don't know what is it, twelve ounces, fifteen mm-hmm. ounces for the whole weekend. Like I rationed myself with the water so that I wouldn't have to pee or anything because so I you, wasn't going to uh, use the latrine. You would have benefited from one of those like the funnels that you can get for women or the this one thing called the wizard that yeah. you just like so that you could have just the actually been standing yeah, up yeah so yeah. you could have peed standing up and, yeah. and not have of course Maybe, that doesn't I don't solve know. the it doesn't issue. it doesn't well <laughs> yeah because I don't do that either in public places like I had to get while, over that one. It took me a while to when we went to Scotland it took me a while to use the bathroom there because um it was a shared bathroom mm. which is also one of my worst nightmares. But to be fair, I didn't realize that was a like shared one of my... bathroom. How? Like there was a bathroom in the hallway, like at home, like you have a bath. So it was a separate bathroom, and it wasn't attached to any rooms, and Got so people, it. so everybody, everybody could use it. It was a communal bathroom, and I didn't understand that's what it was. Like for some reason, in my head, I thought it meant like shared shower, and I was like, because when we made the trip, you know, I was like, oh, and I said, well, it's probably like a shared shower thing. Because I was thinking, like, in Europe, usually they call bathrooms water closets because it's just the toilet. And I was like, so we probably have, like, our own toilet. It's just, like, the shower or whatever is. Right. And I was like, all right, I'll just bring flip-flops. Like, I can deal with it. No, it was the whole bathroom. So it took me a little while to figure that out. When I went to uh, France when I was in high school, there was one bathroom that was out. And I think it was after we gone into might have been in Spain at that point but I can't remember and it was this store out in the middle of the nowhere of nowhere kind of that had very strange things anyway like part of it was a grocery store then the other part of it had just like a bunch of knickknacks and all kinds of stuff and some of the stuff they had was actually taxidermied animals posed in different positions and you could purchase those and bring them home and one of them was a cat Mm. They had actually, I think they had a couple cats that clearly had been there for a while because they were very dusty and like patches of their fur had started to come off. Oh God! So obviously this is kind of an unusual place anyway, and their bathroom was around the back. So we went to go use it, and it was just a room with a tiled floor, a hole in the middle, and these two little pedestals above it. 
And so you had to stand on the pedestals and kind of squat over the hole and go to the bathroom. And then you'd pull a chain and the water would wash it down, which wasn't great, but... I mean, you can make it work. The only problem is, is if you're a girl and you're wearing shorts, you got to yeah. pull them down and squat, but you got to squat enough right. that you have to distance yourself exactly. from your feet so you don't piss on your shorts. Right. right. And so what I would had to do was kind of press my back up against the wall and so basically kind of do a sitting. Yeah. But the, the other complication was that somebody had been in there before and had taken a shit, oh. but it hadn't gone down the hole, no. so it was just perched on the side. Ah. So in addition to trying to hold myself up to pee so I wouldn't fall, you I had, had to, to make avoid sure... avoid the poop. Yeah, that my feet didn't slip off the pedestal and step in the, Oh my God. The shit. I don't think <laughs> that's my nightmare. I don't think I could have used that bathroom. That is my absolute I don't nightmare. Think I, I would have walked in. Like, I can... If I'm at work and I walk into the restroom and I smell poop, I immediately turn around and leave. Like, I can't be in a bathroom. Like, I can't. I will just leave and I'll go use a different bathroom. And I work not so far away that were I... <laughs> Where a poop emergency ha- were to happen, I could just go home. Oh, I drive home. To like poop. I won't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I poop anywhere. I could poop. Right I I admire it, but I'm not good at because I also I bit, physically can't. Well, like I can, but I don't like to because I'm very. I'm one of those people that it's like no one should have to smell your shit. Mm-hmm. No one should have to smell my shit. It's why I have poopery in every single one of my bathrooms. It's why I always turn on a fan because I also mean I don't want to. He- I don't want people yeah. hearing me do it. I don't want to hear you doing yeah. it. I'm more bothered by matches. hearing people than like smelling yeah. it even. I just, but I'm also kind of it. like this is a natural bodily function. Yeah, and I'm gonna I make wish you smell I had my that. shit. I, I just like can't I kind do of it. like I yeah. and there's only one bathroom in my house that I poop in. Like I won't poop. I, it has to be like I have a very specific. I have a bathroom where I go to the bathroom and that's it. Like well, I, don't I go to. I remember bathrooms. having to go at work one time and I had to pee so bad and so I went into the bathroom and it was one. It was just a shared women's bathroom where we were. And I went in, and I'm like, God damn it. Someone had pooped in there before I got in. But I'm like, I got, I just got to pee real quick. So I just, like, sucked it up and peed and got out. And as I was getting out, there was somebody else waiting to come in. And I just wanted to look at him and go, I didn't make that smell. That was smell. me. <laughs> right. That was not my poop. That's my own. At the time of Lizzie's. Yes. So <laughs> I'm, I can, I'm the same way. But the problem that I run into is I'm also a shy peer. So if I'm in the bathroom... Typically, I like to be in the bathroom by myself, which is can be difficult depending on how many women are on the floor of like mm-hmm. your work bathroom or whatever. And there's usually only like three or three, maybe four stalls. So, but I'll pee, and if some if I hear that door open, it stops. Like I'm not stopping. Like it physically stops. I physically cannot pee, and then I'm just sitting in there, <laughs> and then I'm like, this person's gonna think I'm trying to poop, right? Which for whatever reason horrifies me which makes me not be able to pee even more and then they start peeing and then i can't pee again until they've flushed the toilet and if they are actually trying to poop then i have to just get up and leave <laughs> like i literally can't pee but then i have to it's leave. like a shit standoff yeah i because can't the do other it. person's waiting for you but to my be bigger so they can go. problem is that they're gonna think that i was trying to poop I don't know why that bothers me so much, but I can't. I can't have that. Like, I want to be like, I'm not pooping. It's just you have to leave before I can finish peeing. I can't pee while you're in here. I'm not doing anything gross. I'm just peeing. I just have to pee, and you're ruining it because you're in here. Which is so ridiculous because, as the book says, everyone does it. Everybody does it. Now, weirdly, if it's somebody that I know, I'm okay. 
Like, we could use a women's room, restroom and be in different stalls, and I could probably pee. It might take me a second, but I could probably do it. So for whatever reason, it's just the not knowing. And I can't be like, who is that? Oh, I know you. Dude, okay, I know you. I can pee now. Like, the only way I have trouble peeing is if someone is literally looking at me while I mm-hmm. pee. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I ran a lot. <laughs> I ran into it a couple of months ago. Did you want to tell us about? Making a a little money on the side. I was in a a situation a couple months ago, and they were just standing there, and I was like, I actually can't pee with you in the doorway. I need you to go away. And I was like, huh, that's weird, because I don't generally consider, but it was just, it was more the fact of like, what are you doing? We went to a a very fancy hotel. We went to Chicago one time because we were picking up Jack. He'd stayed somewhere, and they were meeting us halfway. And the bathroom had a fucking window in it with shutters. So, like, if you were, and it was, like, next, so there was two beds. Mm -hmm. It's the similar structure to most hotels. Like, you walk in, and on your immediate right or left is the bathroom, right? So there's that little entrance hallway where you've got closet, bathroom, and then you walk into the square that's the bedroom. So that's how it was. The bathroom was on the right, your immediate right when you walk in. I don't even think it had a real door. It had those fucking sliding barn doors that everybody Mm, wants now. So there's no seal, right? There's no real seal on the door. And then uh, in the wall between the bedroom area and the bathroom, there was a fucking window. Into the room? Into the, yes, into the bathroom with shutters. So, like, if you opened it, Why? you could just sit there. You could sit on the bed and have a conversation with someone who was shitting on the toilet. But that meant that we were there. And it wasn't a, even, like, an enclosed window where there was, like, a sound no, barrier? it was a hole in the wall. That had shutters. Oh, my God. No. Right. I wish we were recording, like, a video because the face I'm making. I we, we were getting ready to leave and check out because we were only there for one night, thank God. And I was like, you guys go downstairs. I have to shit. And I can't do it with anyone else in the room. <laughs> There's no way. You There's all no have way. to leave. I, I couldn't have even stayed in that room. I would have been like, I'm sorry. I need a different room. I that think they were a weird, all creepy like window. that. I think that was oh, the... And it was no. like the W no, 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 Hotel, no, no. which is a very fancy yeah, upscale. Yeah. Apparently, rich people don't mind having windows in their bed. Oh, what the fuck is that about? I don't that get... That can't be a thing. Like, just, I know. No. I don't oh, get it. Oh, no. I don't no. understand it. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. I, um, <laughs> that's a very unsettling. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with all. that interior design. And what would I mean? Why would you? I what don't would be the purpose? care for that at all. Like that's just very upsetting to me. Like, I'm getting very upset about that. I don't I'm just like, like was it a kitchen and they remodeled and they were like, well, well that's already saying, that like, did like, somebody poke a giant hole in the wall and they were like, fuck it, we'll just turn it into a window and put some shutters across it. Nobody will notice. Put, like, like glass block in there. Or that's something. what I'm saying. Glass block yeah. would be weird, but I mean, at but least at least it would be covered. But that's so bizarre. I thought you meant like a window like to the outside. I'm like. Well, that's not weird. No, no, but no. into the room into is the really room. fucking weird. Yeah, like yeah. that's not. That is also not okay. I will have. That's, I will yeah. have dreams. Now she has a new phobia. Good job. Yeah, I will great. have dreams where I have to poop, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm at a house and or somewhere where there's a, only a toilet. And in each of these dreams, it's different scenarios where I can't get privacy. Like either people keep walking in, or it's basically like. Kind of like an outhouse that only has a very short door, so you're exposed on the top or the bottom. I had one where I was at a party and the toilet was in the middle of the room. 
just sitting in the middle of the room and I'm trying to take a shit surrounded by like these are my nightmares I have a recurring dream where I have to pee and it's like saloon doors into the stall (laughs) and that's it and they're very short so you can see above and you can see below and I had a dream where I walked in and I was sitting down in it like oh my god I have to pee and then the vice president of our company walks in and he says hey I thought this was the men's room and I'm like oh god hi Pete Sorry, I might be in the wrong bathroom. Like, ugh. like it's so, <laughs> so awful. Every time, it's a every time I have a pee dream, it's a bathroom where there's just like swinging doors and they're about two feet, and that's it. Oh my god, guys! There's actually an entire page in this one website that is about toilet phobia. Oh. Okay, so the fear of pooping in public places is called parkopresis. Hey, that's me. Paresis or paresis, P-A-R-E-S-I-S, is a fear of urinating in a public place. That's a little bit me. I know. There's also one that's the fear of feces, and it's also me. Oh, where did that one go? Oh, I just saw that one. Fecal phobia. I, I think that's what it that is. might be, but I think it started with a C. It was like oh, copper. Yes, I think yeah. that's it. I think it's caprophobia, maybe. Caca- no, <laughs> no, cacophobia is the fear of ugliness. <laughs> coprophobia. There you. Okay, you were right. Coprophobia. I was looking for A. So yeah, coprophobia is the fear of feces, and then copras stasophobia is the fear of constipation. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. That one I can kind of understand because when I was a kid and I would get constipated, I was afraid that if I pushed too hard, my internal organs would come out. Mm. Well, if you've ever had any kind of problems, I can understand why people be afraid. Because if you've ever had like uh, bad hemorrhoids or like anal fissures or like mm-hmm. some people have those cysts that I think a couple people we've know have had before that yeah. are like terrible. Yeah. And, and yeah. You have to have these really invasive surgeries and stuff. So if it was some a situation yeah. where it hurts to go, I can yeah. I can I, I legitimately that. as a child, like for a long time, like I was every time I would go to poop and like if I had to like even remotely like yeah. to do it, I'd be like, Oh my god, I'm gonna shit out my stomach <laughs> or like part of my intestine, like it literally flipped this the fuck is out. like it way... obviously has never happened. You know, I was going <laughs> to title this episode something that has to do with phobias, but we've been Maybe talking about poop. shit so okay. much. Been a lot I, so I will swing it back around. So here's the other one. I have this irrational fear that... Um, this is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> we're going to get broken into when I'm home. Oh, yeah. And I don't have a panic room. I want a panic room. Like, I want a panic room. Even though I know I don't like being in enclosed spaces. But I want a That's place... sort of a what's better Where I can run and hide. Where no one's going to be able to murder me or do horrible things to me. Like, I have always wanted one. And, like, everywhere I go, it doesn't matter where I am. I sort of map out where the exit is and how I can make my escape. Or... Where would be a place that I could hide so that maybe I don't get noticed and murdered? And I feel like that one's not that weird anymore because I come across so many people that, like, I've always been very big on, like, I like to be able to see everything that's going on in the place I am. So, Mm -hmm. like, I always sit, like, I like sitting in, like, corner booths with my Mm -hmm. back to the wall Mm -hmm. that I can see everything. Mm -hmm. Are you a reincarnated 
mobster. Sean and Christopher are that way. They yeah. won't sit with their back. If they can help it, they won't sit yeah. with their back to anything. Yeah. They want to Because I don't like, against. like, I don't necessarily like the idea that somebody could come up behind me. Yeah. But I know so many people who are that way about, they know where all the exits are. They mm-hmm. know, like, how, and I feel like, like, since, I don't know that saying since 9-11 is the right logic. Mm-hmm. But I've come across, gotten, yeah, I've come across yeah. so well, many with people that are shooter situations. Maybe that's, what maybe it that's it, yeah. too. We had to get trained on that. And yeah. they talk so about being Sean. aware being aware of exits, being mm-hmm. aware of how to barricade, yeah. like yeah. coming up with plans. Yeah. And it makes, I mean, it's kind of, it's yeah. sad, it makes sense, but it makes, yeah. Yeah, I've always And a little that, more though. effective than, than the training Kids used to get back in the day that if there was a nuclear attack, you get under just your get under your desk and it'll be fine. <laughs> Tuck yeah. and roll. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing too. Is like, but I've always had that. But I've also always had nightmares of people actively trying to murder me, like from the time that I, for as long as I can remember. I have those too. So Ooh. I don't know if it's just an offshoot of that or if it has something to do with like. And I think I know why I have an issue with bathroom is because I think. I'm pretty sure it's a memory now that I think about it, but it always kind of popped up as a dream, but it was back from when I was in the orphanage. Doesn't that sound so horrible? When I was in the orphanage. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Um, there was, I had this, what I thought was a dream, but I don't think it was a dream. I think it's actually a memory of, um, it was just like a big long bench and it was just a row of basically latrines, just uh-huh. holes, and it was just open. Uh-huh. And there were lines of kids in front of each one of them. And I was in a line and I had to pee really, really bad, but uh-huh. I was like third or fourth kid in line. And it was this inner contemplation of like, do I pee my pants or do I jump the line to go pee like in the hole? And I knew either one of those things was going to have a really bad consequence. Yeah. yeah. And I was Trouble. just going to, I was just trying to figure out like, which one should it be? Yeah. So I think my bathroom thing goes way back to like just from young, and I mean, young, young yeah, toddler. Saying, being that little, that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, I was when a toddler. you have that stuff that is ingrained. And, and my mom had told me, too, like, I was potty trained when she got me, but, like, and it you took me... I was two and a half. Okay. So, but she said it took me a while to be okay with using, like, the toilet. So I guess I would just pee my pants because I didn't want to use the toilet. So it, there was, like, a, a transition. So clearly whatever bathroom facilities was at the orphanage it was not a flushing toilet because apparently that scared the shit out of me when i was a kid <laughs> like when she got me like when that was a thing for me apparently so uh, my I, I can't remember if i told this story when my stepsister when i talked to my stepsisters because my youngest one she had some fears too she's gotten a little better growing up but like they still to this day don't like watching scary movies because they bother them and stuff but we'd gone to a hotel that had a very loud flushing toilet and she'd gotten up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and was so afraid to flush and she kept trying to wake up her sister to get her sister to go in the bathroom with her and her sister was either sleeping through it or totally ignoring her of course i was waking up and i'm like what is going on (laughs) she was afraid to flush the toilet and i'm like they just don't fucking flush the toilet right if it's scaring you that bad don't flush it but i think what she ended up doing for whatever reason she couldn't bear the thought of just leaving her pee in the toilet so she flushed it and then ran out of there (laughs) as fast as she could and launched herself onto the bed but yeah she was so afraid of just flushing the toilet because of how loud it was yeah Yeah, so that was the thing apparently but yeah panic room because i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get 
busted in at some point in my life. Jesse and and looked at a house that had. That's also why I have car scissors. Oh, I thought you guys knew about my car I scissors. I did not know about you. We're both like, the I, 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 I thought that was common knowledge. In a panic room, but now I want to hear yeah, about car scissors. car scissors. So. Is it to cut your seatbelt? Theoretically, that's what I tell people if they ask me why I have cars, like scissors in my car door. But no, it's really more just for when I try to get carjacked or somebody gets into the car to, for whatever reason, grab me and murder me. I can stab them in the face with scissors. I, I really feel like I need so, yeah. to have a crowbar for that reason. They yeah. also sell these tools because the crowbar, you could also break your window, but they also right. sell these tools. Yeah, that, well, you can break the window. And it also has mm-hmm. a slice on it. So if you have the yeah. automatic mm-hmm. um, yeah. seat belts, which yeah. not many have, but if you're, yeah. you're yeah. going to have them anymore. But even yeah. if you can't get it undone, yeah. Yeah. that you can cut through it. Yeah. And so it's kind of multi But that's typically, I tell people it's just in case like I yeah. get stuck, then there's. But really, if you're in an accident or something and it's done so much damage that your seatbelt's stuck, I feel like the scissors would have flown out of the door or somehow got dislodged. I probably have access to them anyway. But I will stab somebody if they get in the car. Like I'll just get the fuck out of the car. I just have it. (laughs) Yeah, like I just yeah, I had the. It's not so much of like a carjacking. It's like somebody's trying for whatever reason. I just live in this constant state of relatively low-level panic that at some moment someone's going to try to murder me. So I need and to see, be able to I'm defend myself. I'm one of those myself. people that would be walking down the street in, like, a horrible neighborhood at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and would see, like, a group of people walking toward me and be like, hello, what are you... Oh, yeah. like I have no sense of self-preservation. So when I hear people talk about things like yeah. that, part of me is like, should I be more like that? Because it doesn't occur to me to ever. Do be... I need car scissors? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it doesn't. Everyone ever... can use car scissors. It doesn't ever occur to me to be like, huh, there's a possibility that things could be dangerous and it could happen to me. I just assume everyone's trying to murder me. Like I don't like friendly people. And for I'm one of those people that would be like, I've been hanging out with murderers. Yeah, I don't like, know why I they murdered me. I don't. Like I would be surprised. Like that our neighborhood's small enough that a lot of people know each other and they've all been there for a long time. So like we're the newbies or whatever. Yeah. And um and they're relatively friendly. Like we'll walk around the neighborhood with a dog and they'll be like, hey, and I'll be like, hey. But like even still, even though I know these people live there, I am still like I see you, and I am ready to murder you before you can murder me. Like, I don't... No, I don't like What's it. important is you like don't people. introduce yourself to people that way. <laughs> yeah. That's where it becomes Hi. If you I will murder you. I'm going to murder you first. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I'll kill you before yeah. you kill me. I don't like that. As, I'm, as I was scrolling through, there's one called The Fear of Gaiety, because you mentioned that you don't like people who are too nice. <laughs> I don't like that you mentioned you don't like people that are gay, and I'm I know. Like, like, oh, awesome. my God, we can't record this. Stop. <laughs> That's homophobia. We are right. Yeah. This is actually called cherophobia, and it says The Fear of Gaiety. I don't like friendly people. I re- I don't like friendly strangers. Well, I I question it. I I, I don't it. trust people that are too happy or too nice because yeah. I do think that it because it strikes me as a cover for something mm-hmm. else. There's a couple people I've known that are genuinely friendly, mm-hmm. nice people just because that's mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. Niceness, in my experience, is often a method of is a tool for manipulation mm-hmm. to to catch people off guard. Yeah. I, I heard somebody talking about this once, and he was saying that there's a difference between kindness and niceness and this mm-hmm. is something that I'm I make a point of, of as well I don't consider myself always a very nice person but I do consider myself a, a kind person mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. because niceness to me is a persona that you adopt when you're right. trying to get something and that's yeah the Eddie Haskell syndrome right and we we've come across folks who we yeah. know are very much like that yeah and 
when this guy was talking about it, he was saying, based on his definitions, that when people are nice, it's because they're trying to get something, Mm -hmm. whereas kindness is about giving. And it's without any expectation of anything in return. And so when you have people that are very, very nice, I either feel like they're trying to hide something Mm -hmm. or cover something up. And so it's it's a front because they're actually struggling, but they Mm -hmm. don't think that it's appropriate Mm -hmm. to show that. And so then it feels kind of false. Yeah. Or it feels, like I said before, manipulative. So yeah. I can like understand. keeping tally, like, well, I did this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. But I grew up, I mean, where I grew up, like, I grew up outside of D.C. So really, it's East Coast. Like, they don't really just strike up conversation or whatever. And typically, when I was working in D.C. and stuff, if somebody did approach me to talk to me, it was usually to ask for money or they need something. Yeah. And so I'm already or to Oh yeah, but that didn't really happen there. (laughs) That's really more of an Ohio thing. That's an Ohio thing. Um yeah, so moving here and that conversely is why Sean didn't like living in the DC area because he felt everybody was rude and because nobody really was friendly or like just open a conversation because he grew up in this area where everybody especially more so when he grew up here in Beaver Creek because it was less of a, a city like it is now. Yeah. Um, so he found it very off-putting that people weren't friendly. Whereas when we moved out here and I would try to go to the grocery store and have to get into like 10 different conversations with total strangers, it just stressed me out because I didn't, I just don't, don't talk to me. I don't, See, I don't have that experience. I, don't I, like I it at People, all. I, maybe it's my face, you know, <laughs> I, maybe the, the bitchy rest, resting bitch face or whatever. Right. I typically don't have people who just try to strike up conversations with me. And a lot of it is I walk very quickly mm-hmm. and I have my eye. I think I look like I'm on a mission. Yeah. And so usually people don't strike up conversations with me. And I'm glad of that because I don't like making small talk. Yeah. When when I went to go visit a friend of ours who lived in, in um, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And she lived in an area where it was kind of, it was part of a big city, but it was also, you know, there were... Um, Still people who kind of ran into each other Mm -hmm. a lot because they Mm -hmm. had a dog and so a lot of times they'd see the same people. We were out walking around doing stuff. Every time somebody had a dog, of course, they'd talk to them. And, and But also, typically, when we just walked past people, she would say hi and say hi. And I'm like, this is so weird. Why are you saying hi to everybody? Like, we're in Baltimore. Like, this is a bigger city. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. you to be so. Yeah. She was treating them like they were all part of her neighborhood. And technically, it was. But you right. don't expect that level right. of congeniality. Right. And what was really interesting, though, was she. there was a guy who was hanging out. I thought just by looking at him probably not entirely all there because it was very hot it was the Mm -hmm. middle of summer and he was wearing black tights and like red shiny hot pants shorts right and like a tank top and he was standing next to a tree and he had something in his hand I don't know what it was I don't think it was a knife but he was just stabbing the tree and and that sounds like Baltimore right (laughs) that sounds like Baltimore I'm like okay he's dressed kind of crazy but some people just have that style Mm -hmm. But the stabbing of the tree was that's a bit so that would be the more concerning issue right. there, I think, yeah. And so we walk by, and there's not really anybody else on the street either, but fortunately it's still daylight. And she says hi to him. And I'm like, this motherfucker's stabbing a tree. Maybe not strike up a conversation. Right. Like, just keep Maybe on don't walking. say hi, yeah. Like, stop, stop talking to people yeah. who are clearly in a disturbed state of mind. Right, right. Nope, she says hi to him, and he stops <laughs> He, he starts asking for a cigarette. We're like, no, 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 no. We don't have a cigarette. And meanwhile, I'm like, I'm not saying anything. I'm not right. looking. I'm just walking. I'm like, I am not. No, we're going yeah. to keep going. And I think that I don't think she ever quite stopped 
walking, but she kind of slowed down because he started asking her for stuff and talking, and finally she extricated herself, and he, he followed us for a short bit and then went back to the tree. <laughs> he had more stabbing to do. <laughs> right, and, and I'm like, damn, girl, I know that you're trying to be friendly, yeah. but there's also self-preservation. Right. So, Stephanie, I guess you and she might also... You should <laughs> Maybe have... the two of you should not go places together. <laughs> I yeah. in situ- like things like that where, like, the person, like, catches my eye or something and then starts asking questions yeah. and things, and I don't want to be rude, yes. so I can't extricate myself then. Like, a homeless woman came up to my window when I lived in my old place a couple months ago, and, like... I rolled my passenger side window down and she like leaned no. into the no. car and she had like a runny nose so she like dripped uh, into the car. That car would be so gone. And everybody that, I told that like, story to, the first thing they said was, why did you roll down your window? And I was like, she, she was making a motion. She needed to ask a question. And they were like, I, I, but I was like, I don't want to be rude. So it's like, that, yeah, oh, that's where no my, issue being rude. see, <laughs> I've done this. Nope. In other situations, I don't, but with that, yeah. I'm like, I've been they already in have a hard time. Right. Be rude. <laughs> I've been there where I've had people. First of all, like if you ask me a direct question, I'm usually going to try to answer it because for whatever reason, right. that's just my response. And so I've gotten myself into trouble before in that way. And I hate just like ignoring people because that makes me feel bad as well. But there is absolutely a point where I'm like, this is stupid. Like my... The, the the societal demand for me to be polite mm-hmm. is not more important than my need to protect right. myself. Now, weirdly, not too long ago, I was, when I was still going to the gym town, downtown before it got closed, and it was 5.30 in the morning. It was still dark out. Yeah. And I had parked the car, and I was walking to the gym, and this guy walks up to me, and he was like, hey, I don't know if you can help me, but can you, but... And it was something about he was saying, like, his car broke down and his wife and kid were in the car and they had just come back from, like, the hospital or of something. Course. And it's I don't know why. Like, it was 530 <laughs> in the morning. I must not have just been awake or something. And he was like, you know, but my car broke down. And I was just wondering if you could. T- I was like, do you need, like, a jump or something? And he was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to do it. And I was like, oh, well, where's your car? And he was like, well, it's just down around the corner. I mean, like, oh. everything he was saying, it should have been like, ding, ding, yeah. don't do it. I let this man get in my car. I drove him down Main Street toward the hospital where I finally was like, where's your car, dude? And then at that point, he was starting to talk about like how he didn't have money for the tow and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's 530 in the morning. I was going to the gym. I don't have anything on me. Sorry about your luck. And then he just like, well, you can just drop me off here. And it didn't occur to me until after he got out of the car that one, he was totally scamming me and just wanted money. And two, I let a total fucking stranger into my car at 530 in the morning when there was literally no one around. And I don't know what happened. Like, I was like, holy shit. Who am I? Who the fuck? Like, I just felt like I just must have been channeling my mother because she would pick up anybody and anyone on the side of the road and give them a ride anywhere. Like, See, I always want to do that. And then I'm like, and I'm like, A, that's probably a bad idea. And so dangerous. I feel like in a lot, because like, I see like moms with their kids. Yeah. And I was going to do it. I'm like. A, you don't know, that could be a bad idea. And B, I feel like a lot of people would actually be disturbed by that if I offered, like, hey, do you need a ride somewhere? I have yeah. a car seat union. They'd be like, that's weird. Why do you have a yeah. car seat? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're cool. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I don't know. Every now and then, like, my brain's just not there. But I. My ex and I were downtown near Good Sam. 
um, which in you know the area around there's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. And we were driving because my mom and stepdad used to live over by there, and so we were driving to their house, and it was late at night, and there was a woman. So we stopped at a red light, just like a block down from the hospital, and there was a woman who was walking by with a the hospital gown on. Oh. And she comes over to the car, and I'm like, do I roll down? What do I do? Do I roll down the window? And he's just like, oh. So oh, I, I, like, you. I rolled oh it down God. a crack. And, and she wanted us to give her a ride home because she'd just walked out of the hospital. And we were like, we said, we're... We couldn't. I don't remember. We told her. Well, we might have even said, "Look, we live. We're going right home. We're not actually not going anywhere." Or I don't remember. I'm. I think I said, "I think you should go back to the hospital." Yeah, saying, oh, right. I would prefer to drive you to the hospital, ma'am. Yeah, the yeah. hospital's right there. They probably want their gown back. You need to go <laughs> back to there because yeah. that is where you're supposed to be. Right. And uh, but I I knew yeah. enough to not let her in my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I I can't. I don't like. Well, in the future, you probably won't do that again because yeah, your brain no, will be I like, won't. no, yeah, that I was a weird thing I can't believe that I did that. Do. Like, I just and, can't believe I ever did yeah. it. Like, it just so not me to and do that. And a lot, of, and again, I think it's the training. It's just yeah. this, that we're trained not to hurt people's feelings. And we yeah. have to constantly tell ourselves that yeah. our personal safety is more important. So if yeah. they are going to hurt you, then absolutely you made yeah. the right choice by right. saying no. And if they're not, yeah. they should understand that when you yeah. do certain things, when you approach people and they're wary of you or they say no because they're concerned for their safety, you should right. understand why. And yeah. so right. I think that anybody who yeah. is not mm-hmm. not just mentally disturbed or not yeah. trying to hurt you would understand that. That people are yeah. going to be cautious. If, if, if the yeah. tables were turned and I was doing this to a person, like, what would my reaction be? Oh, I can't right. blame them for having the same reaction. Yeah, my mom was constantly on me telling me that I was just going to make Katie, like, make our kids paranoid and scared of everybody because I was constantly telling them, like, there was a constant conversation of, first of all, no adult will ever need a child's help. Yep. So don't. ever like you come get us you know there was always a constant conversation of like you can't talk to people you don't know you can't blah 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 and my mother was just on me all the time about like you're gonna make them so no i'm not gonna make them paranoid i'm making them safe unless it's a difference between causing paranoia and right but she was so convinced because i was being so unfriendly i was making them unfriendly i don't care if they're friendly i don't want them to be friendly i don't want them to be approachable i don't care if my children are not approachable to people i would prefer that that's not their job right right. it's not right they're (laughs) children like nobody should be approaching children just be like hey kids like i don't care i don't want them to be approachable i would prefer it if if they are unapproachable I looking. I want people to think my children are awful. Right. I want them to know, like, oh, that kid looks like they could cause some trouble. So or that they, leave or, them alone. Like, yeah, if a kid, that kid has a weapon. Right. Walking away from that child. Right. And that would bother me. My kids were, were shy. Xander went through a phase where he wasn't, and he wanted to talk to everybody. Uh-huh. But the other two were certainly very shy. And when people would talk to them, they wouldn't really talk back. Uh-huh. And I was, I get frustrated, and I would let them be because I'm like, oh, they're shy, that's who they are. And I was okay with that because I don't want them to be comfortable right, with strangers. Right. But I've seen other parents who, who would be like, oh, they would apologize for it. And they'd be like, come on, can't you just say hi? Can't you just be... Right. And like, no, that's like, not their job. No, they don't have yeah. to be polite yeah. to people they don't know. Yeah. And that blind was, obedience part right. that goes along with yeah. that too is bullshit to yeah. me. And Christopher was very friendly. Katie was very shy, so mm-hmm. it was less of an issue with her. But Christopher was chatty Cathy, so... Whenever he was talking to anybody, 
Like, we were at a soccer game for Katie once, and he was just talking. He's just randomly striking up a conversation <laughs> with the adult parent, like, whose kid was also in the game. And he was just chatting. And the guy was being really nice to him and, like, you know, because he was only, like, four, yeah. maybe five at the time. And so then the guy leaves to go to his car to get something, and Christopher's just following him oh to continue the conversation. And I was there the whole time. Like, the guy wasn't like, I'm going to my car. You want to yeah. go with me? Like, he was just like, okay, kid, and, like, started walking off. And there goes my kid after him and i'm like christopher what come back here like, what are you doing like it just i was oh god like horrified and i was so much more concerned like i was relatively convinced he was going to get kidnapped just because he just made it so easy like he just didn't have any kind of sense of yeah oh i shouldn't follow this person to keep talking to them like and oh, i, I was, shouldn't be doing this. i was like, raised because my mom ha- knew someone whose daughter of right. 14 was kidnapped and killed i was raised right. with a set of rules to follow and one of them was and it's funny because about a month or so ago there was somebody on the news whose child had avoided being kidnapped because they had a code word and the parent had set it up with the kid and said, if anybody ever comes to pick you up who's not me or your dad, this is the word that they will have. Uh-huh. So if they say, oh, hey, your mom sent me to come get you. Oh, I'm right. so-and-so. I work with them. You met me. You may right, not remember right. me. And if the kid says, what's the code word, and that person doesn't know it, you don't go with them. And this guy didn't know the code word. So right. this child ended up avoiding being kidnapped yeah. because... The kid knew that if the person didn't know the code word not to go. I had, and people were talking about, oh, that's such a great idea. I'm like, I was doing that in the 80s because my mom had a code word. We had an approved list of people who would pick me up, and it was only five people. We had a code word. All this shit. Like, I wasn't wasn't allowed to answer the door. After a while, I wasn't allowed to answer the phone because one time some guy called my house and realized he was talking to a kid, and, like... got me to go into my parents' room, lock the door, and get on the phone there and talk to them. And then he started asking me to describe, like, what I was wearing. Uh, and he want, uh. he asked me to start taking my clothes off. And at that point, my mom had come upstairs and was like, Amanda, what are you doing? Why is this door locked? Because I was maybe eight at the yeah. time. And so he was saying, no, 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 don't open the door. Don't open the door. And I, I started crying because I'm like, I have to. My mom's yelling at me. I've got to open the door. And I was torn between obeying right. this adult on the phone right. or obeying my mother. And so that's why I, you know, I, I've taken a bit of flack for it because sometimes my kids would kind of mouth off a bit when they right. were told to do stuff. Uh not at school, but maybe not always, right. maybe not as always, they didn't always acquiesce to things as much mm-hmm. as other people wanted them to, like they were a little more cautious or just yeah. didn't buy into it or you have to build a rapport with them before right. you think you're going to be able to be the boss of them Yeah, because you had to earn the right, right. to be an authority figure in their lives. And I think that's really important because yeah. this I- idea of, no, you're a kid, you have to obey exactly. all adults because adults right. know best is exactly. the kind of shit that gets kids kids kidnapped and killed it uh-huh. also doesn't teach them to think for themselves right even around right. their peers so right. I, I am i am absolutely for i would rather have kids who are kind of a pain in the ass sometimes uh-huh. because they're pushing back right. than kids who just blindly follow whatever an adult right. tells them to do because right. that's the kind of stuff that gets kids in, exactly. in trouble yeah and I, I would rather they be safe yeah yeah no i get it i'm the same way so yeah when my kids were younger, 
fear of getting kidnapped. Them getting kidnapped was like a big one for me too. Like I really oh, yeah. didn't, I really didn't let them out of my sight or with people yeah. that I didn't one hundred percent trust, yeah. um, including my own family members. Like I well, wouldn't especially leave with the kids, them with. Like they moved so quick. Yeah, like, one do, minute they're right there, and then literally you turn your back and they're yeah, gone. Yeah, Christopher was that way. Yeah, like, so he just you, didn't he go outside naked one time? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and somebody called the cops. And this and wasn't just knew, like last week. Yeah, right? yeah, was like, <laughs> yeah. He was. It was when he was going through his mama phase, and he. It was there was a point where like I would cook dinner with him, literally wrapped around my leg. Like he could not be any distance away from me, and it was really frustrating for me and for Sean because like he wouldn't even let Sean go into his room at night and say good night to him. Like he would just immediately start screaming, "No, daddy!" And I was like, "Well, that's gonna sound great to the neighbors." Like, <laughs> <laughs> just great Don't beat me. right like god that's <laughs> awful sorry, but he was only about a year and a half old and i had and no no i guess he was over t- he was two at least two because it was when we had first moved here and so we we're in this basement apartment by Wright state and um i had to go to the store and i just did not want to take him to the store with me and so sean was like i'm gonna give him a bath and then you can go i'm like okay great so i leave and i come back well apparently what had happened was when i was gone sean had gotten the bathtub ready and he had and christopher was naked in the bathroom with him he had turned to check the water turned back and chris wasn't in the bathroom anymore so he so sean immediately went into like the kids room and then our room i mean the apartment wasn't that big it was maybe like 600 square feet you know like it, we had just moved so it yeah. was like our temporary and um and he didn't see him and then he, the base the window to our apartment because it was a basement level you could see out into the parking <laughs> lot level and he sees this little naked bullet and he's like oh my god it was like <laughs> december it was 30 some odd degrees out the kid is bare ass naked and so sean and again we also hadn't realized at the time that he knew how to open up the door Mm -hmm. so he had opened up the apartment door and so the kid couldn't have been out there for maybe maybe a minute but i don't even think it was a minute it was probably closer to like 30 seconds so he wasn't out there long and the way the apartment was set up is like it was a pull push thing so he so chris was able to push the door open to get out in the parking lot but he wasn't able to get Get back back inside So Sean saw him, ran out there, grabbed him, because Christopher had left looking for me and um, took him back inside and like, you know, whatever, like he was fine. He wasn't out there. Well, someone not only knew that the kid was in, was our kid, but saw him out there. And instead of going and getting the kid, called the cops and then the cops knocked on the apartment door our door like it's not like they went door to door did you have a naked child outside like they went specifically to our apartment and then started grilling sean about why would we let why would he let him like sean was like do you think i put my son out there like what do you think is there you go buddy happening here like and the cop was giving him a bunch of shit about it and telling him like well you need to put an alarm on the door then blah 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 and he's like this is an apartment mental i can't just add shit to the door install a security system and he's like and i didn't know he could open a door like he's two he should not have had the dexterity 
to do that. And you hear, I've, I saw a story just the other day where something happened too. And, and it's and it's situations where you turn your head and you don't realize it. Yeah. But those little fuckers are who They're fat. He was fat. And they get out. But but you can also understand that there are situations where that happens with kids because their parents are junkies or they're right, exactly. out, so they don't know what's going on. Exactly. So the cop, you know, was doing, but Sean was like, you got to be kidding me, man. What do you think I was doing? Yeah. Like, do you think I was punishing him into putting a naked kid out in the parking lot? <laughs> but there's in the people of winter? who would do that. But That's like, the messed up thing. Like, but then, and, but then I was angry, like, who the fuck called and didn't go and get the kid out of the right. goddamn parking lot? Yeah. When it's cold. I understand that yeah. you maybe don't want to pick up a naked child and bring him inside no. because, like, whatever. Bring a blanket out. But just, them, right, you right, can open up the door and let the kid back in. Like, he wasn't out there selling cigarettes. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, the kid was trying to get back inside. Like, it was so crazy. So, yeah. How we did not lose the boy is beyond me because he made several attempts to just disappear well, I, 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 unintentional as they were and i think that the phobia of something happened to your children is probably yeah. one that any parent yeah. really has like, like was, i can that yeah. is the type of thing that makes even just the thought of it now even though they're yeah. older it makes yeah, my stomach clench yeah. this yeah. the idea is such terrifying like there's a myriad of options right. Yeah. Too. It's like, you know, they could be kidnapped. They, yeah. This could happen. That could, yeah. Like, it's not even just external, like, you know, right. people. It's yeah. just and the so world. many things. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there were times when stuff did happen to them that fortunately they didn't lose their lives, but broken limbs or mm-hmm. burns or something. Yeah. So the idea of that, that, that type of injury yeah. or event escalating is horrifying. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, you talk about wanting to have a panic room. I have this fear of that because it's not so bad at this house because we're all the bedrooms. They're not one of them is easier to get to the other because mm-hmm. they're kind of like in a circle. But the mm-hmm. house where we were before, our bedroom was at the back, and like my son's was before ours. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if somebody comes in the door, the kids' room is before mine. How yeah. do I get out yeah. there to protect my kids? Yeah. If someone comes in the house, because yeah. I, I'm afraid of things happening to me. But the idea of something bad happening to my children yeah. is paralyzing yeah. and that's the other thing i'm afraid that i wouldn't be able right. to act right that i would i would freeze yeah when we lived in our house in beaver creek because it was a ranch and the kids were so little when they were in it um i wouldn't let them open up their windows like yeah. i kept their windows locked because it was a ground floor yeah house and it was that whole poly class kidnapping uh-huh. where the yeah. little girl was taken out of the bedroom window at a slumber party no yeah. less like that absolutely terrified me well, like i just kept it elizabeth short she's smart she was yeah she was taken out of the bedroom as well out of her bedroom yeah. as well like the idea that the bedrooms were so easily accessible to our kids like i made them keep their windows shut yeah they never were they just were not allowed to open their windows yeah. and it's really weird because like they're adults now and they live on their own and they both live on at least second floor they've never lived on like a first floor apartment mm-hmm. um they both live on at least a second floor apartment and they just don't open windows. <laughs> I don't think it's like a conscious thing necessarily, but they just don't. It's not the a other, thing they're used to doing. Yeah, they just so, don't yeah. have their windows open ever. And I remember saying something to Katie once, like, you know, you should just open your window over. And she was like, why would I open my window? And I'm like, because it's a window and you can, you can open it. But that's why I also like those sticks that you can put in mm-hmm. them too. So maybe if you can open them a little, or if they yeah. have those little tabs you can flip up yeah. so it opens it enough, but people wouldn't be able to push yeah. it open all the way. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird. Like they just never. Yeah, and they they're adults. They don't <laughs> they don't ever keep their. So that open that ever. see what you've instilled in them. I know. Right? <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. Well, I encourage anybody listening that wants to see more types of phobias out there to go to the Phobia List. It's a website, and they've got a lot of them on there. Some of them are pretty legit that that we brought up here. Some of them are kind of hilarious. And, and it's alphabetical, which it is, is alphabetical. just delightful. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. But there's stuff like fear of... And some I've mentioned before when we were talking before we started recording that some of them are really oddly specific. Like there's actually one that's the fear of Bolsheviks. <laughs> That's great. And it's like bolsophobia or something like that. That's so great. Yeah, so I I don't know. Some of them are very entertaining, but some of them are pretty spot on. We didn't talk about the trypophobia one, which is the fear of holes, like a collection of holes. But some of them, I'm like, oh, I totally, I can get that. Like fear of clowns and stuff like that. Totally understand. But then there's others that are... Yeah. Birds are up there. (laughs) A little weird. The bird one is there. I don't like clowns. I don't like mascots or anything that's like dressed up in a. Yeah, that's another specific one too, and I can't remember what it's called. But like, there's also one where it's like the fear of um, dolls, uh, or no, not just dolls, because that's a separate one. But there's one that refers to a fear of like mannequins, dummies, or animatronic. (laughs) Katie, it falls under that. Katie does Mm -hmm. not like. Does not like mannequins. I used to like be very bothered by clowns. Out. I've gotten over that. One I don't. Before. I'm not a fan. Like I mean, I don't clowns. like them, but they don't make me like. Yeah. Ah! It's yeah, a no. it's a uh, autumn uh, phobia, which is fear of ventriloquist dummies, animatonic creatures. So you know, Chuck E. Cheese. No. Yeah. No. What was it? It was showbiz pizza. Showbiz, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wax statues. Anything that well, falsely so there's represents a, a sentient There's being. a Goosebumps yeah. book that was about like a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, there was an entire movie and that it, was about a ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah and Katie punched they are Chuck pretty creepy. Cheese at her fourth birthday party because of it. Like Katie, like mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese was like getting in her face, and I was like, "You got to back off, man." She doesn't like, it. and she punched him, and the, you know, like obviously he was in the suit or whatever, and he was all like, "Ooh," and I was like, "Dude, I told you, like, yeah. get out." Of she face. was telling you to get the fuck away. Like you need to listen. The longest one on here is the, the, and I wish I could find it, but it's it's the fear of long words, and the name of the phobia is the <laughs> longest one. So that I like to think that's, that's somebody just being a dick. It's just being an asshole. Yeah, that's I think awesome. So. That one has a lot of uh, like irony anti- in it. Anti disestablishmentarianism phobia. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's like 17 or 18 letters. That's long, so great. So. All right, well, Anne, thank you for well, coming thanks. in and this talking was fun. to us about your phobias. If you ever want to come back yeah. and talk about other stuff, like the fact that people <laughs> keep thinking neuroses. you're from Mexi- Mexico, despite Dude, the fact I that you're a Korean. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. It's so weird, and it's only since I've moved out here. Now, to be fair, though, because I'm from D.C. area, it's obviously a lot more diverse, yeah. a lot more, you know, like people are exposed to a lot more different kinds of cultures and ethnicities and things but yeah that i don't understand it i i don't get that we could do, we could speak several yeah. hours about just race in particular yeah. and the specific just, experiences yeah. that different types of races like yeah. the different types of um uh phobias or not mm-hmm. even phobias i'm sorry like the, the different types of prejudices mm-hmm. that go along with the different races right. and the negative right. stereotypes right. for each oh, yeah the one. things <laughs> that people have said to me to my face are like a Astounding. I'm just like, there are times where you just want to be like, you realize you just said that to my face, right? Like, you understand? Like, you <laughs> I can just, hear you. You just said that directly to my face. Like, you know, I can hear you, right? Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, that would be fun. I would totally be down for that. <laughs> Wasn't that xenophobia? Xenophobia, yeah. yeah. That would be. I it. get yeah. a lot of people who um, 
want to explain to me about my culture <laughs> and what they think that is. Like, I get a lot of that. Well, and I mean, a, that's just them being helpful. It's a very, yeah, frankly, it's a very, rude. it's a very clear attempt of, see, I'm not racist. This is how I'm not racist. This is how I'm okay with your kind of people. Because I like kimchi. Look, right, look at all the stuff that I know about your people. I did a okay. report on your country in third grade. Right. <laughs> It was about Mexico, and it was great. I love tacos. Uh, Mexican culture is a fabulous one. Viva la Mexico. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you for being a guest. So this is is the part where we say it's not a competition. We are all fucked up. Ain't that the truth? All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one 800 273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolles, produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.